Hey, hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in today. Are you ready? Listen on as Doug Philp shares stories of restoration meaningful for life each and every day. Here we go. Good day, my listener. This is Doug Philp, host of Restoration on Fire. I thank you for listening in today. I am thrilled, excited, and anxious to share with you more from 1 Corinthians chapters 9 and 10 today. More so in chapter 10. There's a verse that uh, stood out to me, and it is relevant from yesterday and earlier this week. We had been in 1 Corinthians on multiple occasions. So settle in, turn your sound or your volume up, and we will get started here in just a moment. But first, I just want to again say thank you for taking time to listen to these podcasts. It is my heart that these messages, though they're short and and sometimes they bounce around, but I try to keep them focused in a general direction from book by book, reading out of scripture. But uh, reach out to me from my contact information on the website, restorationonfire.com. Send me an email, and I would just love to visit with you and hear your thoughts and uh, any recommendations that you could make or, or um, desires that you would like to see met through these podcasts. And I will, I will be in prayer about them, and uh, we will just figure it out together. How does that sound? Good, I hope. Okay, let's uh, begin reading today. It's chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians, verse 14, that we will focus on. But backing up, yesterday we talked from 1 Corinthians 9, 27, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. And for me, that verse where Paul is using the analogy of running a race and receiving a prize, but a believer in running the race of salvation and their walk with God, the prize that we win is the crown of life. And we discipline our bodies and we walk what we believe in our lives And when we preach what we believe in our lives, the two match. And it makes a difference in the lives of others. But in order for me as the individual, or you as the individual, in order to win that crown of life, we do have to be disciplined in the Word of God because we know the Word of God and what it tells us and how it tells us we are to live. We just walk the talk, if that makes sense. If, it, if you missed yesterday's podcast, go back and listen to that, and it will explain it a little bit better for you. So today, out of chapter 10, what we are looking at and, and going to discuss and follow along, Paul is um, reminding the believers of his day how... Um, 
their forefathers, all, and I emphasize the word all, were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Those um, verses, and I emphasized out of chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians 1 through 4, and I'm going to continue on for a couple more verses here. Verse 5, But with most of them God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Verse 6, now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So there you have it. I emphasize the word all. All were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses. All ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. Yet many and at the end of the day, most, except for, oh my goodness, help me, um, Joshua, and oh, I can't, the name escapes me, the one other that were able to enter the promised land. Even Moses passed away before entering the promised land. But the ones that Paul emphasizes that didn't make it, the ones that gave in to their lust. Verse 7, Paul says, And do not become idolaters as were some of them. Let us not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents, nor complain, as some of them also complained, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples, and they are written for our, our admonition. So Paul is, is pouring this knowledge into us today, just as he was to believers of his day, Discipline your bodies. Know the Word of God in such a way that the discipline that we're doing is not one of self-sacrifice and self-will, but in such a way as to glorify God because we are obedient and desire to please Him, disciplining our bodies according to His Word. So now let's jump down to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. <clears throat> that is the verse that I wanted to focus on today. And I gave you a little bit of a precursor from the earlier verses in chapter 10. So let's ask the question. Paul says, therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. The question is, well, what is idolatry? And you've probably heard it from preaching and from others. And in the simple answer, the simple definition of idolatry is the act of worship to an idol. And an idol, therefore, being anything that you and I would set apart and ahead 
of God in our life. So we stop there and we, and, and we think about that. What do I do? What takes more of my time? What do I care about more than God and honoring and glorifying Him? And as we examine that, is that an idol in our life? Like watching television or um, a sport? If you're a football fan, are you so fanatic about it that it that it pulls you away from God, pulls you away from your spouse, pulls you away from your children, pulls you away from doing the things that you need to do? Golf. Do you golf? Are you an avid golfer? Sunday mornings is a fantastic time to golf. The course is generally pretty empty. It's quiet. The wind hasn't picked up yet. Great time to be on the course playing around. But we should be in church. We should be with our family. Do you see my do you see my point? What is it that can be or is an idol in our lives? Once we've identified that, we can flee from it. So for me personally, in my application of this verse, fleeing from idolatry, I need to identify the idols in my life and then choose to appropriate my time toward them in such a way that I'm fleeing from it if it is taking me away from what I'm supposed to do in the Lord. The fleeing is the breaking its hold over us. The discipline is doing it once we are aware of what might be that idol in our lives. Disciplining our bodies to do the fleeing, to avoid that round of golf on a Sunday morning. And I'm not saying to you, if you're a golfer, you can't golf Sunday mornings. That's between you and God. I'm just using that as an example. There was a time in my life, though I was young, and it was before I had professed my faith, confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and believed in Him many years before. When I was started golfing when I was 13 or 14 years old, and by the time I was 16, in the summer, I was playing 54 holes of golf a day, five or six days a week. And uh, was that an idol? It certainly was a lot of fun. Of course, when you're 16, you don't have much else to do in the summer until you start dating girls and, and your dad says, you need to get to work. <laughs> so back to the message here this morning. Identify the idols in your life. And how do we do that? Well, recognizing the things that are taking away from devotional time, prayer time, family time, going to church, um, fellowship during the week, those that would pull us away from that, that we would rather be doing than those activities, very well could be idols in our lives. And then let's just pray right now for the Lord to intervene in our lives and reveal to us those things that are or are becoming idols, taking wrongful place 
ahead of our Lord. Father God, I thank you that you will reveal to me because I'm asking. And so I do ask, Lord, reveal to me an idol in my life or the idols in my life or something that is becoming an idol in my life. And show me not only what it is, but why, so that I can understand well enough to choose, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians, flee from idolatry. Because, Lord, at the end of the day, I do desire the crown of life. I do desire to discipline my body. But I need your help, Lord, because I can't do it in my own flesh and my own strength. By your Spirit, reveal to me idols in my life. Reveal to me how to flee and how to be strong in you, Lord. And I thank you for these things. I thank you that you hear my prayers and I thank you that you will meet me in these prayers, Lord. And I also ask for others who are listening here today that you would do likewise for them. Give them the courage to flee, the desire to flee from the idol in their life or the idols in their life. Help them to rightly divide your truth for them in their life in such a manner as that it is clear and understandable. And then give them the courage to share it with others in their life, their spouse, their children, their siblings, co-workers, neighbors, Lord, spread your word because we here, myself and those listening, are choosing to discipline ourselves in such a way as to win the race, to receive that crown of life and overcome this world. I thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that you are our biggest fan, and that you will, by your spirit, enable us to do these things. And I thank you, Father, for hearing me today, and I thank you for giving us this time. Lord, have your way today, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Go out there today, my listener. I ask for you to have a glorious and a wonderful day. Enjoy the day. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your co-workers. Enjoy your neighbors. Enjoy what the Lord is doing today. God bless you. We'll talk tomorrow. And there you go. Another episode done and in the bank. I trust you heard something meaningful today. Take a moment right now and head over to RestorationOnFire.com for show recap and leave some feedback. Plus, you'll be able to find more great resources and many more episodes to listen to. And as always, be sure and be listening on. Oh, mm-hmm.